Hello, hello, and welcome to the Relate and Educate podcast. It's Aaron Patton here. Okay, people, if you have not already seen on our social media stuff, the Relate Then Educate book is available for pre-order now. It is so exciting. Rick just got his first copies of the book and you can pre-order this book. It's going to be out this summer. Oh, I can't wait. I have gotten to hear um, Rick talk about this book since the whole time I've been with with Relate Then Educate. This book has kind of been the start of it all. And so I'm so excited to for me to get to read it. I haven't gotten to read it yet. I've heard about these interviews. I have gotten to meet some of the people that Rick interviewed, but I haven't gotten to get my hands on this book and read it yet. And I just can't wait. I cannot wait. And I can't wait for you guys to get to read it also. So make sure you pre-order your copy. You can pre-order it all the big places that you get books. Um, We'll do a lot more local events and everything once the book is out. But currently you can pre-order the Relate and Educate book. Make sure you do that. It's so exciting. Okay, today's episode is with Molly Gillespie. Molly and I went to high school together at Bixby High School. We graduated in 2002. Sorry, Molly, if that's giving away a little bit too much information, but it's mine too, so solidarity, sister. All right, so Molly and I talk about fifth grade. I taught fifth grade for four years, and I loved it. Fifth grade was my sweet spot. Molly is a fifth grade teacher, and fifth grade is her sweet spot, too, and we talk all about it. We talk about how beneficial beneficial it is to be able to teach with an awesome team that you can trust, that you can feel has your back, that you know is you know, caring about your kids and taking care of, you know, things if you need help to, you know, get it all done. And so we talk about having a great team. We talk about what we love about fifth grade and teaching fifth grade. And there is just so much, you know, they're the big kids in the elementary, but they're not, you know, too cool for school just yet, at least at the beginning of the year, they're not, you know, then they get big and almost middle schoolers look out. But Molly and I talk all about teaching fifth grade and uh, I love it. I love getting to reminisce about, you know, where I really felt like my teaching grew and came alive. I mean, that was, I had, you know, put in my my first several years in other grades, and then fifth grade is where I felt like I had my bearings, you know, that I could stand on my own two feet, and I just loved it. And I love getting to hear Molly and how much she loves her fifth graders, and uh, they are lucky to get to have her. It's so, I'm so grateful for all of these kids. Every teacher that we talk to that like loves their kids, and we get to hear about that, all I think about is how grateful I am that there are kids that get to be taught by that person that we're talking to. It's just wonderful. I'm going to stop talking so that you can listen to this episode called Teaching Fifth Grade with Molly Gillespie. Amplifying the voices of teachers. This is Relate and Educate. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Relate and Educate podcast. I am sitting in Rick's office across from Rick. Hello, sir. Hello. It's been a while since we've been in the office. I know. Podcast, which is our favorite. I thank, know. Thank you for coming. That's yeah. right, which leads into the introduction of who we are talking to. We are talking to the very own Molly Gillespie. Hello, Molly. <laughs> Hello. 
Molly and I went to high school together. Yes. Yes, we graduated from Bixby High School in 2002. That's right. Baby. And I have right. seen you, probably the last time I saw you is at our high school reunion. Probably, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so it's good to see you Yeah, again. you too. Now, I have been following you, just, you know, Facebook friends since Facebook. Right. And I've always, it is very apparent that you love teaching. I do. Yeah. I do. Like, that is something that I just, you know, I clocked that just throughout these years and stuff that like, oh, I want to say Molly Howell. She used to be Molly right. Howell. But <laughs> <laughs> Made it she loves her classes she loves her teaching so i'm so glad to get to talk to you well, about thank this. you i'm excited good all right so let's start out how long have you been in education well okay so this is kind of a story in itself so i graduated from osu uh -huh. oklahoma state in 2008 and um right after graduation i um i got a job in north tulsa okay and i taught there for a year and um, my and husband and, and you graduated with an education degree, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. Gotcha. And then, um, so I worked in Tulsa for a year, and my husband is was in the oil industry at the time, okay. and so he worked in Arkansas, uh -huh. and so he was he was doing this like schedule that was a week on, week off, week on, week off, and. Um, I, we weren't married at the time that, that I did my first year, so we were engaged, and so after my first year of teaching. Um, it was pretty rough that first year As and I was like, yeah, <laughs> it was really, really hard. And what grade were you teaching? I was teaching second grade. Second grade. Yes. Okay. In North Tulsa. And, um, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And that after that year, uh, we got married uh -huh. and I decided to, we, or we decided to move to Arkansas. Okay. And so, um, I got pregnant on my honeymoon and <laughs> wow. so, Surprise! Right. right. And so when we moved to Arkansas, I was like, okay, they're not going to hire a second yes. year teacher who's going to have to take their maternity leave. And so I was just like, mm, uh, maybe I'll take some time off. And then my husband got a promotion and it, his one promotion on the, on the oil rig made uh -huh. up for my teaching salary. Oh, and so I was like, okay, I feel like this is God's way of saying, all right, you <laughs> can take a step back. And so I stayed home with my babies mm -hmm. for where, eight years. Where were you at in Arkansas? So we were near Conway. Okay. We were, um, in a little itty bitty town, like population 286, Damascus, mm -hmm. Arkansas. Damascus. Yes. It's very you biblical. I know where Conway is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, I believe, south of Conway. Okay. Uh, like I said earlier, before we were rolling, <laughs> geography, I, uh, geography yeah. is not my thing. So, but it is near Conway, about yeah. about 20 to 30 minutes outside okay. of Conway. So, okay. but, so I didn't teach for eight years because I, I didn't had, realize yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I am, I have been in Henrietta now uh -huh. for this is my seventh year in Henrietta. So okay. I've been in education for eight years, but okay. wor worked a year. Took eight years yes. off, and now I'm back. Have am back in for seven. So. Okay. Do they call that a sabbatical, or is it? Uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> okay. So, what year was that when you went back to Henrietta? Uh, it was 2016. 2016. Yes. I'm okay. just trying to figure out because did you are. Well, surprise, surprise, she teaches fifth grade, everyone. I didn't wait for her to answer that. But have you taught fifth grade in Henrietta the whole time? No. So, oh, okay. Um, so the reason that I went back to teaching is okay. because when the oil industry tanked in, what, 2015, yeah, 2016, yeah. my husband lost his job on the, on the oil rig. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go back and teach. <laughs> Yeah. So and I really never thought I would teach again. Yeah, okay. So it was really crazy just going back in, but now I'm so happy that I did cuz yeah. I feel like you know I have a purpose again 
other than just being mommy. And so um, I love it. But I taught fifth grade for one year there in Henrietta. Okay. And then I was asked to move down to first, and I said, no, thank you. (laughs) Um, And she said, what about fourth? And I was like, well, I guess I'll try fourth. It's fine. So I moved down to fourth, and I taught fourth for two years. And I just, I felt like my heart was in fifth. Really? Yeah, and so. What about it? I don't know. I like Mm. teaching fifth, I feel is like it's a sweet spot. It's, you know, those kids are just at an age where they're still kids. They like to have fun, but they're also mature enough to get your like, you know, jokes and things like that. They're old enough to go to the bathroom by themselves. (laughs) And so accidents. They're like seniors for elementary school. Exactly. Like, I just love it. You know, when I moved down to fourth, my first day of teaching fourth grade, we did a, um, a STEM project where they, well, they just had to make a paper airplane and fly it. And we measured it and things like that. I had two little girls cry that their their paper airplanes didn't fly. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> fifth graders don't do this. No, <laughs> like I just feel like there is a huge difference between yeah. fourth and fifth graders. And so I just, as soon as that position opened back up in yes. fifth, I was like, get me back in that spot. And okay. So, yeah. Well, I love it. I taught fifth grade for four years. I did second grade, third grade, then fifth grade. And fifth grade was my sweet spot, yes. too. That I taught Rick's, both of your kids in mm-hmm. fifth grade his daughter Katie and his son Eric and oh I loved it when I was knowing that you're a fifth grade teacher I was going back today and just thinking about like what like what do I love about fifth grade and I love what you said like they get your jokes like you can laugh about the small things with them but then you can also like laugh about bigger complicated things yeah and if not all of them get it at least some of them are like yeah (laughs) like Katie yeah Katie Holmes was the one getting it for sure all the time (laughs) the worldly kids yes (laughs) (laughs) right I love that all right so um, I have a question about your fifth grade. Are you in the elementary or is your fifth grade in the middle school? We are in the elementary. So okay. we're the oldest in the okay. elementary. And so. that I like that because some fifth graders are like intermediate elementary have right. like, I don't know, them all divided up differently. But a fifth grader who's like at the top of the elementary school. Yes. I think that's a sweet spot. Right. But for somebody else, they wouldn't be a good fit. Because um, because yeah. fifth graders can also be a little bit more difficult. They're challenging. Yeah, absolutely. They're challenging boundaries. <laughs> they don't think that they should be in elementary school. They want to they're be in middle school. Cool. Right? Yeah. And the very next year when they're in sixth grade, they're just little, you know, they're, kids they're, they're again, right? small uh, middle schoolers, right? right? And I feel like that happens after Christmas. It's like yeah. they're like kids before Christmas, you know, what, like little babies before yes. Christmas. And then after Christmas, it's like, holy moly, you are you are becoming a middle schooler. Yeah. And then after spring break. Oh, yeah. No. It, yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Exactly. Well, that, that idea comes up over and over again for the specific teacher that the, the, mm-hmm. the teacher that we're talking to their spot is fifth grade or second grade. For me, it was juniors, mm-hmm. you know, but they have their reasons because I think even beyond like teaching English or science or math, there is also what level, like how old yeah. should, should your students be? And I don't know that, I don't know that people talk about that as much as maybe they should. Like yeah. how old, what do you sync with? for you know the student's age because someone may think i don't really want to teach well you maybe you're teaching the wrong grade 
Right. That's exactly. so true. Yeah. We haven't really talked about this. It I comes like up, but we don't really yeah. like call it out. But it has repeated itself it several has. different times. Yeah. See, and we are not self-contained in Henrietta either. So I teach math. Oh, I okay. I teach fifth grade math. And we do, um, so like e- everybody has a homeroom. Yes. And we teach our own homerooms, social studies. Okay. So I teach social studies in math. Do you mm-hmm. like teaching social studies? I do. I love teaching fifth grade American American history. Math is my thing. And what's so funny is I was so bad at math as a kid. Which makes a good teacher. You know, whenever I interviewed at Henrietta, the principal said, okay, so what subject would you like to teach? Mm -hmm. And I said, anything but math. (laughs) And she took and took that and ran with it and put me in math. And she was like, well, I actually did that on purpose because she said a lot of the times that if you were not good at math, you can just relate to those kids more. And so that's what she put me teaching. And now I would not want to teach anything else. Like I absolutely Uh, love it. How long did it take for you to get comfortable with teaching math? Uh, at least a year that first year. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I literally would send kids up to the board to work problems out because I had forgotten how. <laughs> so I could watch them. I like, it's it. ridiculous. Like, it thinking isn't. back, I was so bad at it. And I'd be like, oh, how do you multiply a, two, a double digit by double digit? I've forgotten how because it's been so long. And yes. so I would like send a kid up to the board so I could watch him work it. Yeah. But that is. That puts you in the learner's mind, yes. mm-hmm. which is you're sharing that with your kids. You're yeah. like, God dang, this is hard. Uh-huh. And they're thinking the same thing. Right. So now now you can like work alongside each other yeah. to figure it out. That did, I, I would be pissed if a principal put me in exactly what I told them I didn't want to teach. <laughs> I was thinking that too. But there may be some wisdom there. Right. Like... No, you're going to help these kids more than somebody yeah. that is just gifted in math or right. like loves it so much and they That's don't so understand right. why they're students. And don't. each year you can go through the struggle with them because you went through the struggle exactly. not that long ago. Right. Like, yeah. I love that. I was not good at math. Like I literally had to take a remedial math class in college. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm really good at it. And I that's what I try to, you know, tell my kids. Guys, I struggled with this too. And like you might think you're not a math person, mm-hmm. but like you can become a math person. You know, I always yes. tell my kids that stupid saying, like, what does it take to be a math person? Do math and be a person. And that's literally <laughs> it. Because the more that. you do it, the better you're gonna get at it. And so and I am walking proof of that. So for real. Yeah. And, and the thing with math, like I think uh, reading as well, is you may be very good at parts of math that are applicable that you could find useful, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you may not identify with like algebraic stuff that is just not applicable to your life at all, even, even as an adult. So it's like pick the math that you need and then get good at that and don't worry about the other stuff. But the <laughs> thing is, like with reading too, like, if you hate reading, I challenge you to find a book that you want to read. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've talked to people that are usually between the ages of like 16 and 25. They're like, I'm just not a reader. I'm like, you're not, you're not reading you're not, the right stuff. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, find the, find the stuff that triggers you and makes you, not triggers you. That's not the right word. But in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> like, Inspires like, like, you. turns you on. Yes, And, and yes. it's like, yeah, this, this is interesting or useful, like with math. Right. Yeah. That's, That's I'm loving it. I love, we had a, um, 
girl that we interviewed and she we called that episode the reluctant teacher because she was like I am never going into school I am never doing this my mom was in it I do not want to do this and then she's become like such a phenomenal teacher and so it's just I love these stories I was always the kid who wanted to be in school all the time like I was like yeah everything I just love more school but like I didn't I don't know. I, I've just re- like this past year through doing relate and educate, I'm seeing how it just takes all kinds of people to mm-hmm. get to like all kinds of different kids. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. I love so it. speaking of that, do you have family that was in education or did you have a teacher that like said, like, like basically inspired you to go to college and, and b- become an educator? Well, my family, nobody's an educator, but like my Mm -hmm. in-laws, my father-in-law is an educator. I wouldn't, he's, I was an educator, um, like around, not around the same time he was, but like Mm -hmm. I became an educator before I was in that family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, my third grade teacher at Bixby was phenomenal. Who who was it? Her name was Miss Feltz. Um, Feltz, shout out. Yeah. I love it. I, I loved her. It was her, my, third grade year was her first year of teaching and I just I loved her so and, and then, how special were you guys to her yeah. I mean you know what a fir- right. your first right. year right you know and I was like. a, I was a cheerleader in high school and I remember going and selling ribbons like in her class and I walked in and she had no idea who I was and, <laughs> and I was like you were my third grade teacher and she was like what's your name and I was like Molly how and she was like oh my gosh you are so smart are you still smart are I'm you like still not smart. really no, I try no you care about other things right. is the problem right. no, I had a lot of really good teachers I mean yeah. my um my psychology teacher in high school Mr. Jordan yes, I yes. loved him he was one of my favorites he was that class was a cool class yeah. like anyone going into that I mean you just kind of you it was like active learning yeah and not most classes were active right. learning. I really yeah. liked him and really I loved good. my choir teacher I never took choir Miss Coleman yes. I loved her she was a teacher forever at Bixby so she was she was awesome and my cheerleading coach Miss uh-huh. uh, Stephanie Blackwell loved her yes so there was just a, you know a lot of people that yeah. inspired me to get into education so oh I love awesome. that yeah. okay speaking of cheerleading are you a do you do cheer stuff with your Henrietta girls I do I coach middle school oh okay. I coach Henrietta middle school yeah. cheerleaders yeah how long have you been doing that this coming year will be my fourth year and I think you like yeah. it I love it I absolutely love it because it's like you know I teach fifth grade and then I get a break from these kids for a year because uh-huh. sixth grade is not um considered middle school cheer they're still little league okay so then seventh and eighth grade is middle school cheer and so I've had almost all of them have been in my class before and so it's just oh that's it's just fun. so fun getting to know them on a different level yes yeah. you know so and middle school is so hard for girls yeah and so I just think it's kinda, hard for everybody but how good that they have you oh my goodness yeah. that's so wonderful they call me mama g no yeah. oh that's <laughs> they do. so cute yeah, okay rick this yeah. lady can like do all this tumbling stuff I mean, and like right. truly <laughs> like i you we'll talk about that you okay. like went on like a mission to learn i did stuff. okay so um 
five years ago, I had weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. And so I lost almost a hundred pounds and that was kind of, you know, they always like encouraged us to find some kind of exercise that yeah. interests us. Yeah, works and for you. when I was in high school, I was, like I said, a cheerleader and I loved to tumble. Like yeah. that was my thing was, you know, doing backflips all over the place. Wasn't and our cheerleaders like y'all were really good. We were really good. I thought so. Yeah. My sister, Sarah cheered with you guys yeah. for like a year or yeah, something that's like right. that. I was, was a senior. A yeah. I was a senior when she was a freshman, right? Yeah. Is that right? No, she's just two years under us. Okay, so, so a sophomore. Yeah. So, but yeah, she came and she cheered with me. But um, anyways, I made it my mission that my exercise is going to be tumbling. I was like, I'm going to tumble again. Oh, and I love so um, there's a tumbling gym in, in Henrietta, and I'm friends with the owner. And Perfect. she was she gave me a key to the gym. She's like, just come on in wow. and you know do what you do need your to thing. do. So you had and the spring so, floor and yeah, um, yeah, I would not try to tumble on the floor though because. I was like, I feel like I'm getting old. My bones are brittle. <laughs> so I'm not going to do any of this on the floor, but they have a, like a running trampoline, yeah. uh, tumble track. And cool. so I would get on that. And is there a I, foam pit? Is there a foam pit? They do have a foam pit, <laughs> but are awesome. uh, yeah. Is there a foam pit? <laughs> I think they have a foam. I don't remember. I don't know. It's oh, been a while be since I've been in the gym. I would go is the foam pit. Yeah. Take a big swan dive into Oh it. man. Cause there's usually a trampoline just, yeah. just yes. in front of it. Yeah. See, I was a gymnast oh, too and that yes. was we we had yeah. a foam pit that's so but so anyways yeah i started tumbling again i was like here i am my mid 30s yes. and i'm tumbling again I'm late 30s now but you know do you love it i do yeah. i do it's that's been a while so since cool. i've been in the gym now but but you know, still that you i mean but you could do you it's could, like riding a bike yes. it really is like you there oh muscle, my memory, muscle yeah. memory is a real thing yeah. for sure yeah, so. your, your body is like, yeah, I know how to do this. Yeah, yeah, and it did. Like, I just, yeah. the first day I was in there, I mean, I was already doing backflips, and then I got to where I was doing backflips with a full twist. And oh, wow. That is beyond <laughs> impressive. I was very impressed with myself. You, I, I you was very be. proud of myself. I bet that was, what did that... Like, I bet mental health-wise, yeah. that was quite a victory. Yeah, absolutely. To, like, look at what... I accomplished. Yeah, That's so just the coolest thing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I, so I fun. love that so much. There was, uh, I think it was about eight years ago now. I, I go through like fits and starts of just like, I wonder if I could do that. And <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, basketball season had just ended and I was walk. I was friends with the cheerleading sponsor at the school and I was walking through the gym and I noticed that they would bring in once a week, they'd bring in this guy. Like mm -hmm. he's a tumbling guy, right? Yeah. So he comes in the gym and then they put out all their mats and they're just tumbling. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, listen, do you think he could teach me how to do a backflip? Mm -hmm. And I, I know this story. Yeah. <laughs> and I had pro, I think I just turned 40 and it, you know, that may have been, had something to do with it. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I could do it. Cause my best friend growing up was a gymnast. Mm -hmm. And so he, he could do all that. And I was so envious of that. So anyway. Go through the gym, and I talked to. She said, "Yes, come on in. He'll <laughs> he'll carve out some time." Well, he just stopped the whole practice and worked with me for about three or four or five minutes in front of all the cheerleaders. <laughs> but I I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't yeah. care, and it was so remedial. You know, his left hand is on my lower back. His right hand is ready to flip my my ankles and stuff. And we worked on it, and I got it. Yeah. I eventually, yeah. it I, wasn't a backflip; it was a back handspring. Back I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to overpromise, but, um, <laughs> but I did get a video of that. And once I got the video, I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now that you so check, and check I feel, that off. I feel like it's easier for men to do backflips yeah. than it is for, for girls and women. I don't know what I, do you guys have like extra muscles in your leg or something? Because springs. they, they bing and they can do it and it's so yeah. rude and it, and it's me, so rude. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so mad because I worked really hard on that. Yeah. You know, the challenge is for guys is being just rigid. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. girls have the flexibility and guys maybe have more power. So, yeah, that's you know, it. W- yeah. whatever it is. But mm-hmm. but yeah. And I was impressed with myself. Now, I had a lot of help with, from this guy. Right. So <laughs> he, he helped me out a ton. But the next day, my abdominal muscles oh, were like, yeah. <laughs> that like springs literally pull every muscle yeah. in your body. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Especially yeah. through the stomach. area. Yeah. <laughs> So the point is, get in the gym, start doing backflips. Yes, and one day you can be Molly and Rick, guys. (laughs) Aim higher than Rick. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I love hearing those kinds of stories because it does give you something else. And my big thing is, find a hobby. Get a hobby. Right. Because you stop becoming Mrs. So and So or Mr. So and So or Coach So and So. And you start becoming just a person that has mm-hmm. interests and stuff. And sometimes it's a, it's a challenge for, it was a challenge for me because my whole identity was wrapped up in what I did at school. Mm-hmm. And being yeah. able to get a hobby was revolutionary for me, you know? Yeah. So That's anyway, good. I'm proud of you for Thanks. getting back in there. Awesome job. I appreciate job. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So this is kind of going to bring it back into the education world. What is your why? Why are you a teacher? Uh, for the kids. I mean, they're just, they're, they're so much fun. I just have a blast doing it. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. Well, it's, but it's also, it's like, if we opened up your heart and exposed your heart, we would see why. Right. Like, we yeah. would see your why that you love it and everything. And Probably we, a little bit of Miss Feltz in there. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. I love that. I just really enjoy being around the kids. They, I mean, I like seeing those, those moments, those aha moments Mm, when you mm, see mm. the light bulb just go off in their heads and, you know, that's, that's a lot of fun for me. So, and you sound like you are one of those teachers who really care about your students' hearts and minds and heads and how they're doing and everything. And so what does that look like in your classroom? Well, the the other day it hit me, we have a social worker at our school and she, uh, you know, last, last week was my birthday. And she like left me a comment that was just like, you know, telling me happy birthday. But she said, I just really see how much you love your kids. Like you can Mm. just really see how much you love your kids. And I'm like, I do. And I'm so glad that people recognize that because I do. I, you know, I just have, I have a heart for especially those special ed kids, the special needs, the kids who are autistic and things like that. Like I just, yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, it's hard for some teachers to, you know, connect Uh, yeah and I just do I don't know what it is about those kids like I just like I I just love them so much so I don't know well and I think also because I connected big time with kids who you know had wide variety of learning differences and stuff and that was I mean those were my babies those were my kids for sure I mean I was like you I was homeroom fifth grade but I also just taught science and social studies so that was my departmentalized subjects but um I I don't know I think 
having a teacher who sees and accepts and loves all of their kids and like building a community within your classroom. I mean, it's also teaching other kids how to accept and deal with differences and see differences and see like their teacher who like, they love me and they love everyone else in this room too. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. our love points to value like it shows value in kids and so that's a gift I think that you're giving your all your entire classroom of kids yeah we had a kid um last week who he had a meltdown and um he was you know in the office with our principal and our social worker and she told me later she said you know he was he was upset about something that happened out on the playground, you know, not a big deal to anybody else, but to him, it was a big deal. And the whole time he just going, kept going, I just want Miss Gillespie. I just need Miss Gillespie. <sighs> and so his mom came to pick him up and the social worker brought him around to the side of our building. And she texted me, she's like, can you, can you come here for just a second? And so I ran down there real quick and I had no idea what was going yeah. on, but there he was. And he just grabbed me and hugged me and he was crying. And I was just like, Oh buddy, like, that's okay. your why. Yeah. That's your why. I it mean, is. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to drill down on that because I know that there are some younger teachers that are like, I want to get mm. there, but mm-hmm. I don't know how. And what you just described is high level leadership, mm. high level teaching, and not everybody can do that. So could, and, and we talk a lot about classroom management, right? And mm-hmm. kind of giving some tools or at least sharing with other teachers what it is that we do to, to create some space for learning, right? So how do you, what do you think gets you to that point where there, you have a connection where a kid who is in crisis wants you, right? Because that's, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know. I just, I really just try to make a point to make every kid feel like they're my favorite. So and, and how, they okay, and they you, ask me that a lot, like who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, and course. my favorite line to say to say to them is, I don't have a favorite. I hate you all the same. <laughs> <laughs> like Miss Gillespie. <laughs> so of course they know. So I'm you kidding, couldn't but say that to first graders no, or kindergartners. No. They would <laughs> They'd cry be like, and cry. <laughs> right? No, I hate so you all the same. How do you how do you make? them think that they're your favorite mm-hmm. what is it that you do maybe on on day one is there anything that you do on day one to i just try to get to know them and know their personalities and know you know what what makes them tick i i feel like i'm really good at reading people too mm-hmm. and so like if they're having a rough day or whatever like i can usually tell if they don't want to be messed with or if i can dig a little bit mm-hmm. you know so I don't know. I just, just really just trying to build those personal relationships yeah. with each kid. So you I also pay, pray you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I really do. Like I'll go around to my classroom and there are some mornings where I will go, where I will go to every chair and pray for that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So call out their name and pray for that kid. So, so you're in, you're, from what I'm gathering, you're intent. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And, and you are present. So you notice things. Um, which may take a few years to get to because mm-hmm. you may be in reaction mode as a, a first-year oh, teacher, second-year teacher. Yes. So that'll come with time. Um, but you're also you're advocating, whether they're in the room or not, you're advocating for them through, through your heart, through your prayers, through your focus, mm-hmm. um, which I think that would help in 
being attentive to their needs. Yeah. Like you've already thought about them before they're there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I like that. I do too. And loving on your kids and thinking about them, like you just said, when they're not there, when they're not in the room, I think, I don't know what it, I felt that, I mean, that is, that's intention, I guess. What mm-hmm. is that? Is that, uh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. just love it. That's, that sounds good. They're on your radar. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's, you know, directly or indirectly. And if you tell them that, if you say like, I thought about you last night when I was at home or I, this morning while I was eating my breakfast, this thought of you popped in my mind, like tell them those things like that. They'll hear that. And at first, sometimes, especially boys are like, that's what, (laughs) what are you thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) But it, it penetrates and they know like it's a heart thing. And that's incredibly powerful to say, like you, you mentioned, I, I remember this a long time ago. You mentioned, you know, I thought about you last night because I saw a turtle. And I remember that your favorite animal <laughs> yeah. is a turtle. Absolutely. And they're I like, definitely oh my. do stuff like that. Yeah. Oh or gosh. like I give water bottle stickers and they'll talk. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I do that for their birthday. They get a water bottle sticker, a pencil and a lifesaver. And for some, they love that. But the water <laughs> bottle stickers, like if I see one that I know that a kid, yes. I know they're going to like, I'll like put it in my desk so nobody takes nobody takes it yeah. you know so that that's they can save it for their great. birthday <laughs> oh see that's it that's the stuff that's yeah. the magic stuff that's like it is above and beyond but it's also for me it was necessary in order to get my job done how i wanted to to like that was so important to me like it, it wasn't a waste of time to do all of those intentional things yeah it, because if you can't like if you don't have connection uh, or even as fundamental as you don't know your kids' names. Like first week into school, you yeah. still you know most of them, but you don't know all. But the one kid you don't know his name, he's in the back and he's <laughs> causing trouble. Like and you can't call him out by name, you know. And or whether you know you you don't know that he has a dog. You don't know his dog's name. You don't know uh, his family situation. Like all of these different things help you to navigate, help you control, contain. Um, you know, D, D, uh, what, what is, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like de-escalate, de-es- yeah. right. And knowing how to de-escalate, but you don't know how to do that if you don't know your kids. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you work with your, or how does your team, your fifth grade team mm-hmm. function? I didn't mean, how do you work with them? Like, no, how do I you, know. is it, everyone has their homeroom classes and then they each teach their Yes. So Um, like we have a, um, there's a reading teacher, math, science, writing, and then we all teach social Social studies. studies. Yeah. And my fifth grade team at Henrietta, shout out to my girls Ah! because (laughs) they are my best friends in the entire world. Yes, they are. They're not just my teacher besties. They are my besties. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are, they have become family. Like they are crazy. How long have you guys worked together? So much fun. So, um, the first year that I was at Henrietta, when I was in fifth grade, it was, um, me and, so there's four of us. Okay. So it was me and the two others and then one who retired. So she uh-huh. left. And then, um, when I got put back in fifth grade, they moved us to three teachers, okay. which was really interesting. It was, oh, it was hard. Yeah. It was, I had to teach math, science and social studies. Oh, goodness. So, um, what was your class sizes like? Uh, 30, like 30. almost wow. 30. like I, it was a little under 30, I yeah. think. So it, they were big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then that next year we got our fourth, 
girl who taught kindergarten. She went from kindergarten to fifth grade. That's a big jump. It was a fifth grade. Uh, it was a big jump, and she was terrified. And she called me like, "What am I going to?" Do? I'm like, "You'll be fine. You'll, <laughs> you'll fit with. You'll fit in with us, great." Yes. And she did. And so I think this is our third year, third or fourth year okay. together. So. Yeah, that just sounds dreamy. Like having a good uh-huh, team. exactly. Well, tell us what does that do? What? How does that make? I mean, we just have so much fun together, yeah. and so like, I mean, I don't know. I, it's the morale is really good. Yes, and, so and your we, kids feel that. Yeah, so they we do. are in uh, what we call the annex at Henrietta. So we're out in another building. So uh-huh. it's like the elementary, but then there's like a little building connected to it. Then we call out the annex. So that's the fifth graders are out Mm -hmm. there and that's like where our gym is and stuff. So we're out in our, we call it our, we're in our own little world out there. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, we're, we're really tight out there. Yeah. So I love that. My fifth grade team was my dream team too. My, I worked with a woman named Kathy Boatwright and Christy Reese and we, yes. And we, oh, it was just perfect and flawless. And when we would meet together to, you know, have, you know, big collaborative lesson plans and stuff like that. I mean, it was like magic would yes. happen when we would all like the English and, uh, or language arts and reading people would come in and the math people and then me and my science and social studies. I mean, it was just like, we would, these kids would be able to create these amazing right. things and amazing products. And it was because we worked so well together. Right. Yeah. And it's, that's just, I'm so glad you have, I'm so glad your teacher best or your besties have you too. Like, Oh, one other thing I want to bring up, you know, how at Metro, I was the lucky teacher who was called on to like, do all the dances and, you know, do all the teacher dances. (laughs) Are you like that too? Yeah. 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 Usually. I'm not the only one, but she'll she'll make up a dance for like all the big morale things. Yeah. We were supposed (laughs) to have a, um, like a talent show in the, in the fall. It, it never ended up happening, but um, they were like for teachers or fifth grade. No, it was supposed to be for the elementary, but of course the teachers have to do something. Yes. And so <laughs> I put together like one of those like teaching through the decades or whatever. Wow. Like evolution of dance oh, is what it is. Cool. And so like I put it together. Um, it never happened, but hopefully one of these days it will. It needs to. Yeah. So because they. Something happened in that it ended up falling through and they never ended up doing the talent show. It was supposed to happen in the spring. And, you know, yeah. spring is crazy yeah. with, you know, having to schedule out the auditorium and all this stuff. So Everyone it never happened. It. So next year it will happen. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I'd like so. to see that. I know. Yeah. I'll definitely show it <laughs> to yeah, you. The, you they're always it. like, oh, yeah, Miss Gillespie's down to do some kind of <laughs> dance. And just plaster smile well, and they're always face. like miss glisby's tiktok famous i am not tiktok famous <laughs> i'm not but the kids for some reason they think that i am i don't know it's that's they're fifth graders yeah, right <laughs> you're big time to them time. yeah i'm always that's... like why are you so obsessed with me stop watching me on tiktok <laughs> i love it well, uh, i want to I go back to the fifth grade your your crew yeah i but the way that crews work is they challenge each other they support mm-hmm. each other things like that what are some of the things that your group has been able to do for one another. And and the reason why I ask this is that there may be uh, some other groups of teachers that they're friends, Mm -hmm. but maybe they're not working together. They don't have an idea of what their group could be. And so you guys have been together for a while. It's, it's awesome. And it could be related to school or not. Like it could be 
we hang out on Saturdays at so and so's house and we just cook <laughs> burgers and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like what? Drink margaritas. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. What kinds of things do, that? What kinds of things stand out to you that uh, has been able to make this group really good mm-hmm. for you? Well, like at the end of every day, we meet in a room and just kind of decompress <laughs> and it's, talk about yeah. the day and, you know, what happened. But we do get together like a lot socially. We get to, uh, yeah, night. we get together a lot socially and mm-hmm. just hang out and we call them our PLC meetings. Us too. So, <laughs> um, but we just have, we just have so much fun together, you know, so. Is, is it a girl's night or is it like? you know, uh, husbands, like families depends. Sometimes the, the husbands come. Um, but most of the time it's just us girls, but you know, every once in a while, the guys, the guys will Mm -hmm. come hang out too. Yeah. It's hard because there's so much inside baseball going on. Like teachers talk, teacher stuff yeah. and they get deep real quick yes. right? and then and the spouse <laughs> is like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I can't really, um, do you, ha- has there ever been a situation where, because, uh, Land Campbell, uh, mm-hmm. she is a friend of ours and we did a presentation with her talking about just mental health community, how the community can help each other. Has there ever been a time where one of you just, needed a break, like needed to walk out of the classroom and they were able to go across the hall and say, Hey, can you watch my kids real quick? Is that something that you guys have done? Yeah, absolutely. We do that for each other, well, especially just for bathroom breaks. Yeah. You know, oh. hey. Holla back. My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my teacher girl next next door to me, I'll poke my head in there all the time. Hey, can you watch my class for just a second? But we also have our social worker that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. She's also in oh, the annex. Okay. And so um, she's really good about, you know, covering our classes if, yeah. you know, we need a moment. There was one day where... So my, my middle son is in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So I have oh, okay. him in class and I said something to him that I shouldn't have said in front of his friends. I, am, mom. Uh-huh, yeah. I embarrassed him. No. And so he was really mad at me and I went down there to talk to him and he didn't want to talk to me. And I had a moment where I just started bawling oh. and that is not me mm-hmm. I don't cry like I, yeah. I don't and so but I just felt like I was the worst mom in the world oh, I just embarrassed him in front of his friends and I needed a moment and so you know we you know my teacher girls were there for me for they that rallied. but and then I had one of my students come up to me and say Miss Gillespie can I give you a hug oh. and I was like yeah, sure. And he was like, well, I just saw you crying. I just felt like you needed a hug. Oh, I was like, baby. thank you. I did need it. So, yes. but yeah, we're always there for each other. If you know, we yeah. need a moment. That's, like that's it. cool. Like you, you encapsulated a couple of different things. One where, you know, teachers give out, they give mm-hmm. out a, a ton. And a lot of the time they don't expect anything back or they, right. they're not even comfortable with that coming yeah. back to them. So when you can have somebody across the hall that you care about, you can be vulnerable with because you share at the end of school and stuff like that, when they can give back to you mm-hmm. and, and it's okay. But the most special is when the kids see you broken or something's off and they either ask or they just, you know, in high school, a lot of the times it's those big football players that come around and put their arm around you or whatever, uh. you know, and I'm shorter, I'm small guy. And so that would happen. I'd be like, hey, stop it. Right. <laughs> stop it. But, you know, the, the hug from the kid or the, oh. are you are you okay? Like, that's a, that's an amazing moment right. when, when the roles shift, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, wow. 
Well, or sometimes you go to school and don't wear mascara and the kids are like, are you okay? (laughs) What is wrong with you? Are you sick? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes fifth graders can be jerks. Right. They're totally honest. (laughs) I love it. So is there, this is kind of a hard question I know, but has there been any like lessons learned that you could share with us that, you know, whether it's, you know, from your putting in the time and, you know, your first couple of years, now you do things just totally differently or anything like what are there some lessons learned that you figured out along the way? Yeah. Don't live at the school. My first year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My first year teaching, I lived at the school. Like Same. it was, I was there sun up to sun down yeah. and I, um, I just felt like I couldn't do anything right that year either. It was just so hard. And I feel like I've just relaxed over the years. I'm just myself. And I, well, I do feel like I know the material better. So that, that helps, you know, when you know what you're teaching, you know, when you've, you've taught for years, you know what the curriculum is and things like that. So you don't have to put in as much time, you know, but I just, I, I try not to spend too much time outside of school doing school stuff. Mm-hmm. Good. So I just, you know, I, I leave school at school, except for, you know, my babies. I'm yeah. always thinking about my babies of at course. school. But. And there is stuff that happens depending on the time of year, like that you do have to just right. spend extra time. But right. that is so good. Yeah. I never really learned that lesson very well. Yeah, it's hard. Well, I got to a point where, like, I try not to do as much grading. Like, I let the kids grade their own work yes. in, in class because I think that there's also a lesson there. Yes. If they're grading their own work. They're learning things as they're grading as well. Mm-hmm. So um, so I don't, you know, even do as much grading and things like that. So, so come I, up with more, you've come up with more efficient ways right. to run your classroom that's yes. not killing you. Exactly. Yeah, that's that first good. year, like I said, man, I was at the school all the time. Yeah. Like hardly ever at home. Of course, I didn't have kids that first year either. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, made it a little easier. But, yeah. you know, once I got into the classroom, I was like, I can't, I can't live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to, I've got to come up with more efficient ways yeah. of, you know, you had some pretty significant guardrails too, because you you had a family yeah. and you went back and yes. you're like, I can't That's stay true. up here. Yeah. I've got to get mm-hmm. back home. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I had, when I went back, say my oldest, um, was in first grade, my middle was in pre-K and my little girl was 18 months old. Yeah. Man, so yeah. luckily at that, that time we had a, um, like a, daycare in our school and so oh cool my littlest was able to go and be in the daycare yeah awesome yeah is henrietta a big place like is it what class level is three 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 okay Mm -hmm. i didn't know any of that so it's like just this community yeah like having a daycare even in the school yeah all that stuff yeah they don't have the daycare anymore unfortunately people really miss that i bet but um that's a huge bonus it was very nice having it whenever my babies were little so Yeah. yeah It's a good way to help, you know, young mothers stay in teaching, Yeah. you know, and I, I remember when we were doing it, uh, the, the balance was, do we get <laughs> like, do I keep working? Because if I have to have my kid in daycare, like you're almost upside down immediately yeah. with financially. So it's, that would really keep people in the classroom longer. I would assume, yeah, you know, absolutely. sometimes they work, sometimes it doesn't, but. Well, to, to your point, to get, to leave school at school and go home. Yeah. Is, I, I heard somebody talking about this yesterday, 
you are the, the most significant tool in the classroom. You could get rid of all the computers. You could get rid of the desks. You could get, well, during the pandemic, you got rid of the classroom. Yeah, mm -hmm. but exactly. very true. Yeah. You cannot have school effectively without a teacher, right? Yes. yes. So if the teacher uh, has stripped out all the gears and just worn out and mm. she's tired and or whatever, then your best tool is now, you know, it's not running efficiently, mm -hmm. but it's so difficult just to go home sometimes. Yeah, you know, yes. or to leave school at school. I think mm -hmm. for me that was the harder thing. Right. You know, so, but it's it's valuable. Yes. The teachers are worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself. Yeah. And learn True. how to do backflips. That's yeah. right. Exactly. For real. Exactly. <laughs> how have things? Um, you know, we're out of the pandemic stage of COVID. How? are things looking for you now compared to even like when we were out of school or, you know, pre pandemic? I mean, what, how are things looking for you now? Good. I mean, you can tell a difference in the kids though. Yeah. They're behind. Yeah, mm -hmm. they are. They're, they're behind because of COVID, mm -hmm. you know, so we've got now in, in what sense? So like ac academically, academically, behaviorally, yeah, I actually, I would say both. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what, I mean, that's We've all we that. hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're definitely like, I feel like their social skills are lacking. Mm -hmm. They don't, um, they don't know how to treat people. I don't know. And, and I think a lot of that too is technology, like, you know, being, uh, you know, given a, a phone at a restaurant and, you know, yeah. watching a video. I just, I don't think that they know how to connect to people anymore. Mm. I don't know. And, um, just academically behind as mm -hmm. well, you know, fifth graders that don't know their multiplication tables, but you know, so they are, mm. they're behind. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we've heard that and I'm interested to see how long that I know that right plays out, you know, yeah. how long it takes to kind of recoup, Even. but, but it's like a two year loss. So this, you know, ninth graders mm -hmm. are acting like seventh graders, you know, yeah. because they forgot how to one, when they, everybody first went back, the idea was they forgot how to do school. So you have to <laughs> teach them how to do school again. Right? right. Like you cannot take a call during class <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait right. between classes or whatever but that that and then you know academically there was some loss obviously so just be, being able to recoup that would take time but how long you right know? yeah my little girl she's um in first grade mm -hmm. this year and I feel like she was she was in pre-k when you know COVID hit and, um, I feel like that age, it really hit hard, you know, mm -hmm. cause it was just all the little milestones. Yeah. Like so we just made the decision to retain her last okay. year mm -hmm. and I feel like it's a good decision cause she's, yeah. she's doing really well now, but you know, last year, her first year in first grade, it was, it was tough for her. Really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like there's some, yeah, they're behind for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> This has been such a good talk. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure we address or anything? I don't think We've so. We've talked about a lot. I, I know. know. We've covered a lot of ground. We really yeah. have. Yeah. My favorite things about our conversation have been talking about your team, your fifth grade team. Yeah. And then just how much you clearly love your students. I it's do. It's just wonderful. Sure. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. I'm glad they have you. I mean, oh, well, that thank sincerely. you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. And it's, it's nice that, that people see it. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, cause I really do. I definitely have a heart for it. I do feel like teacher being a teacher is a calling, Yeah. you know, cause obviously we don't, 
you know, make the big bucks. But I, I saw a, a sticker one day that said, um, I became a teacher for the money and fame. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's right. It's so funny when I go into the middle school, because my oldest boy is in, in middle school now. So I oh, yes. go up there and they're all, Miss Gillespie, Miss Gillespie, walking in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel famous. <laughs> yes. you know, walking in and waving. Yeah. yeah. You know, go the, to like a football <laughs> game on the weekends or something and you're the coolest yes, person Yes, exactly. You see <laughs> you're a in the grocery student. store. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. I see that with my wife all the time. She's an elementary school counselor. Okay. And we will be wherever, Ace Hardware. And there will be a six-year-old girl that comes <laughs> up and it's like she's about to, you know, like like see Jesus or something. Right. You know? Her <laughs> eyes are big and her hands are up and... and and then, you know, Darla will lean down and say, hi, baby, how are you? There's the, the smile. <laughs> right. and, and she gives it's her a hug. True. And it's just, and then here come the parents. They're like, you know, where'd my kid go? Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm always like, I know your kid. I was their teacher, I promise. Right. I'm not like a dangerous <laughs> right. adult or yes. anything. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I that's awesome. I love that. Well, cool. Okay, so we close each episode with two questions. The okay. first question is just for you, and okay. it is, if you were able to go back in time and have 60 seconds with your former self before she stepped into her very first day on the job, what are you saying to her? Go home. <laughs> Do you mean go, that seriously? No, like, go home after school. After school. Oh, after school. <laughs> <laughs> go home. <laughs> Forget your life streams. No, just don't stay at school until dark like just yeah. go home live your life because that you know that first year like I had said earlier I was there for way too mm -hmm. long mm -hmm. so just trying to prepare things for yeah. the next day but yeah I just didn't I didn't have much of a life my first year yeah. of teaching so and yeah. it probably like you just made school your entire life or I say that presumptuously that's what I did I mean yeah. that my whole life was school there was no time for anything yes else. exactly yeah. so yeah that's good Go home. Go home. After <laughs> yeah. school. After, after school. Go home after In school. In parentheses. <laughs> yes. After school. Yeah. Got it. I love that. And then finally, what is something that each of us are enjoying these days that we want to recommend to our listeners? It can be absolutely anything. <laughs> I am going to go first to give you guys a moment. I have loved this for about a year and a half now, and I've recommended it before. And it's back here, and it is the Formula One racing season is back on, baby. <laughs> Anyone interested in that? Not, no. Not at all. Nobody <laughs> is, but it's only because there's a Netflix series called Drive to Survive, which, like, features all of the, like, a lot of drivers and team principals and stuff. And I fell in love with that show, and so now I love it. And that's back on, too, so I recommend Drive to Survive. One of these days, we're going to talk to somebody who's like, I like Formula One racing, too. I've never thought it was a race person but it's hilarious it's back on and it is so fun last sunday was in bahrain this sunday is in saudi arabia i can't wait <laughs> one of these i think you would not hate it i do hate it no um <laughs> no but there we i have lots of friends that love it okay now because of that because documentary of the show. Yes. The documentary and i tried i watched <gasps> I watched an episode. I was like, these guys are a-holes. They I'm, are. They're rich little white assholes. Completely. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not interested in these guys at all. Like, yeah. And it, you know how it is. You need to watch three episodes. I think I made right. it through one. Yeah. So I didn't give it a chance. I really didn't. But I don't have any interest in going back. Mm. I've got other shows I'm, I'm into. So. <sighs> You're missing out. Yeah. You are. You are. And now there's like 
Full Swing, which is a documentary about all the like golf players and there's tennis player ones. Yeah. The Full yeah. Swing, we just started it last weekend and it was good. I yeah. golf is a, a sport I've never cared about, but no. there there should be one about teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll work on that. Yeah. That sounds like fun. That's like in a district, choose a district and then ha- or even like a city and then Yeah. Ah, we need to do this. The teachers. Teach to to survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe we'll work on that. Maybe we are working on that. I know. I love it. All right, who wants to go next? You up? I guess. um, So I'm really into true crime. (laughs) Me too. I love true crime. So anything true crime, documentaries, any of that. Um, right now, I've been listening a lot to the uh, True Crime Obsessed podcast. Uh-huh. Do you do you listen? To no, that one? I I have I have reached my podcast limit. Like yeah. I, I am too full. I can't listen. I yeah. can't add anything else. Well, this one is so they watch documentaries, and it actually doesn't even have to be a true crime documentary. It's just any documentary, but they watch it and then they just talk about it on their podcast. Okay. But they're really funny, and so I love true crime obsessed but really any true crime anything i am in like the hunt a killer games like if you've ever played that i love stuff like that but um i think i missed my calling being some kind of detective it sounds like i say that but you know uh one time we had a note written at school Mm -hmm. and we i had to do like handwriting you know analysis and i am not good at it (laughs) so So, i don't know but i i do love true crime stuff any documentary Mm -hmm. um well, then I'm assuming yeah. you're a My Favorite Murder fan. Yes. I, it's a podcast. Yes. I, well, I used to really, really like oh, My okay. Favorite Murder. Um, I haven't listened to them in a while. Oh, okay. But, um, I, I mean, I did really like it. Yeah. I actually got to see them live. Uh, I never yeah. did. I never yeah. got to see they them. They came to Oklahoma City yes. a couple years ago. And yeah. me and one of my other fifth grade teachers, we went <laughs> and watched them because she's also I a true crime that. lover. So I was listening yeah. to them in the car on the way here today. Yeah. It's been a while. I need to get back in that because I did really like that one. I like I like that one. Uh, True Crime Obsessed, my favorite murder. Um, I've been listening to the Murdaw Murders. (laughs) Have you heard about all this? Like, have you watched any of this stuff? I kept up on TV. You know, every morning I get the briefing on you know where it's at, and so he's going to jail. Yes, Yes, he is. Two life sentences. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a podcast about that one, and it's really good. I need to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. I need to. I'll have yeah. to ask you what it is. Yeah. All right, Mr. Rick, what about you? I was going through the list. I've got a few, and I was like, which one do I choose? But <laughs> I'm going to do the, the the selfish one. I ordered the first run of books, the Relate and Educate book that we wrote. Oh, how cool. I ordered the advanced copies that <gasps> you know authors can get, so that's coming. I think it's going to be here end of next week, so... I'm oh, super jacked about that. So, cool. so we're, we're pretty happy. Um, Andrea, Avey, and uh-huh. I wrote a book, and it's going to be here in a few, <laughs> in a few days. I can't believe it. It's, oh, I can't yeah. wait to see it. It's super weird. It's super weird. When I open the box, I, it's going to be pretty bizarre. Because so. I never really thought I'd, I, I never had aspirations to write a book. So. Oh, Rick, I love it. Yeah, All your pretty dreams excited. are coming true. Pretty excited. We'll give everybody an update. Yeah. So we'll probably, t- the deboxing will probably be on social media. So it must. It might How be fun. there. So. No, it must. Anyway, <laughs> but I've got some other good ones that are coming up. I okay. like some things that I've been 
deep diving on that that are not like important. Yeah. Whatsoever. Well, yeah, this seg- <laughs> this segment of the podcast isn't supposed to be not important. important. But <laughs> I'm I'm digging it. So anyway, that's mine. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Molly. Of course. Yes. It was great to see yeah, you. Yeah. Good to see you too. Uh, and nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice yes. to meet you too. Yes. Fun. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Please visit our website at relatethenneducate.com. And if you'd like us to come to your school, go to our website, click on our speaking page and see what all we talk about and get in touch with us. We can also personalize our messaging and what we're talking about with your teachers based on your needs. So definitely reach out. Um, We are always looking for more teachers to talk to and teachers, you have a story worthy of sharing. So reach out to us on our website or email me at Erin, E-R-I-N, at relatethenneducate.com. And I will get back to you ASAP. I can't wait to meet new teachers. Like I said, you have a story worthy of sharing and we would love to get the chance to share your story with you. That would be wonderful. So get in touch with us. Please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Relate Then Educate and on Twitter at Relate Then E-D-U-C in the number one. And then on whatever you're listening to this podcast, please, please, please follow us and leave a review. It's how we grow and we would really appreciate it that. (laughs) We really appreciate that. All right. And finally, teachers, we love you. You are worthy. You are valuable and you are loved. Bye.